the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the radio host. No, but seriously. <laughs> but seriously. Is this, that, is how, <laughs> is this how it's going to be all our... I, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be all downhill from, from no, now no, because no, of no. Our, our very special guest here on, <laughs> on this show. Uh, my name is Greg Breton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, joined by my co-host in studio, back from his secret underground bunker, Don Dix. And that, that, that laughter you hear in the background... <laughs> The one and only Katie Hopkins is in studio today. <laughs> Hooray. Yes. What and, an amazing honor and privilege it is to have you here in the flesh, in person. Uh, the, the the one who keeps the conservative flame lit all across Europe. <laughs> I'm like a giant Bunsen burner <laughs> leaping across the nation, <laughs> caught by the warm winds of Redlands tonight. Yes. And yeah. it is windy. And so far, we've so not had a po- we have not had a power outage here. So. I know, but what's exciting here, and I don't think I appreciate there's issues with wildfires, and I'm not trying to be, I'm not trivialising those at all. I understand. I was here last year when it when all the fires were going on, but there is something glorious about standing here outside your studio and feeling that warm wind just whip around you. And it because that doesn't oh, happen. Oh, that cannot happen in the UK. If there is wind in the UK, it is Baltic. It is icy, freezing. All of your bits on your body freeze instantly. So just to stand here going warm wind yeah. who has warm wind so i'm loving it whilst you guys are all like they're gonna turn the power off and they're gonna and, and it's playing havoc with our sinuses and yeah things you're, like yeah that. that's just so we should explain to the listeners that the reason don sounds like he has a clothes peg on the end of his nose is because he has a clothes peg on the end of his nose. <laughs> it's because i put a bag on his head no not because of that this stuff messes with your sinuses oh totally like a hay fever but but yeah. something different plus um, a very unusual and we got to get to politics because we can't talk. Uh, we can't talk nasal <laughs> conditions with the amazing Katie Hopkins, but we can. I'm allergic to, as it turns out, Chinese elm trees, which are pollinating right now, and they're everywhere in Southern California because it's the one tree that is virtually impervious to all of the diseases and bugs that usually wipe out every tree except for like eucalyptus. I think that's the only other tree in this area that that is craziness. Well, I've been saying yeah. to saying to people that are on the power outage, and I promise to shut up then. Yes, but people to- are on the promise who are on power outage you know if you need advice or if you need help or you need information about what it feels like to be without power uh, just go speak to hillary clinton yeah she's without power (laughs) that's all the time we have this week for an inland empire horticulture Anywho, we cannot we cannot have katie in the house and not start the conversation off with brexit with the most uh important uh political sea change in Europe and you're now on the cusp of it maybe right it's so exciting so we're the 10th of October right now so 21 days until we leave the European Union you know we have waited 17.4 million people have waited 1,281 days I believe waiting for Brexit to happen whilst our establishment and the powerful tried to thwart the will of the people and finally we are 21 days away I feel quite emotional about it because they've persevered no matter what. You know, we've had court cases against us. The Queen herself has been overruled by a Supreme Court who have suddenly become political and are clearly Remainers. You know, we have gone against all the odds and suddenly we have Boris Johnson. I honestly believe that's a kind of divine intervention because in 76 days he has done more than Theresa May ever did in three years and we are nearly out of the EU. Wow. Wow. Don't I... Don't uh, don't we have a say? Don't count your chickens before they're hatched. I don't is, know. Is that it's time to count them? Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll Be, see. Because, because we need clarity. Because the mainstream are trying to even muddle it even now, saying maybe it won't happen. Well, maybe you won't get a deal. Maybe we'll put Boris in prison first. Maybe maybe. And people are still doubting. And so I'm on the other side now. I'm saying it's going to happen. Stay okay. with us. 
All right. But you have a parliamentary system, and there's a majority of the parliament that is adamantly opposed to Brexit. Notwithstanding the fact that both both major parties in the two previous general elections, before and after the Brexit vote, promised the people they 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 would respect the will of the voters, but they haven't. Okay, when you have that majority, what's to stop Parliament from saying no Brexit? Well, two brilliant uh, tools that have been used by Boris. One was to prorogue Parliament, which means to shut it down. But prorogue is obviously just a great word. Um, So he prorogued Parliament. He just went in there and went, right, that's it. You guys won't do what the people are asking. I'm shutting you down. And he shut down Parliament. He went to the Queen and said, can I shut it down? She said, yes, you may. And so that was my Queen impression. That was very good. Did you like that? Yes. Yes, thank you. I look about the same age as the Queen right now. Not at all. So um, they shut it down. Now, of course, because of we're up against the system, out came the Supreme Court and overturned what Boris and the Queen had organised and put Parliament back on. But what Boris has gone back in, he's gone straight back in the door and he's shut it down again. So the Parliament has been shut down again in preparation for the Queen's speech on the 14th of October. But the next big day, the day I want everybody to watch out for, it, we've called it Super Saturday, which obviously we've stolen from you guys, all our best things we steal from you guys. Super Saturday, the 19th of October, is when Boris Johnson is coming back from the EU and that's the do or die day. That is the day he comes back with the deal. Parliament are going to have one opportunity. They're either going to pass that deal or they're not. If they don't pass that deal, we're going to leave with no deal, which is what I want. If they do pass the deal, we're going to leave with a deal. But either way, 19th of October, Super Saturday, that's when the pressure's really on because Parliament are stuck. Do they pass that deal and get us out with a deal? They say they want a deal. Or do they, you know, do what they must do and trash everything and say, right, no. And then, of course, we leave with no deal, which is what I want, Farage wants, Brexiteers want. That, that Boris has, has trapped them really neatly. Okay. Mm. But why can't Parliament instead say, re- revoke the election to leave the EU per Article 50 of the EU treaty? And so we have a majority. We're revoking it. We're not going. Uh, Because there is insufficient time procedurally to get that through and passed in the Commons now because there's been so much proroguing and so much other business. There's very clever tools and mechanisms being used on our side to prevent that. They've already done this thing, as you'll have seen, the Ben Act, where they've said Boris must go to the EU and he must ask to delay Brexit. He must ask to push that 31st date back. And they made that law that he had to do that, which was despicable. Boris is very clear. He says, we will obey the law. We will leave on the 31st. So somewhere in his team, he's found a mechanism to even thwart that. I mean, this is the level of duplicity going on. And if you imagine you're a regular supermarket worker, you're a, you're a checkout man or woman, or you're a lady with three kids the doing your school Joe. run. Regular Joe, doing your school run, coming home, trying to work out what's for dinner. You voted Brexit. You're watching all this stuff go on. You, a, you don't understand the detail of it because you haven't got time. But B, all you really, your takeaway is, what utter cretins. I mean, what cretinous behaviour sure. to be doing this sort of stuff to try and stop what British taxpayers asked to be done and you told us you'd give us. So that's what really, we get into the detail of it here, we get into the weeds of it, but top line, Britain's clear now, these people in, in charge of us do not deserve to be. They are utter cretins. And and really, Boris Johnson's come out of this great in the same way that happens with Trump. Boris Johnson's come out of this with a hashtag people's prime minister. I mean, for a Tory that went to Eton, who is academically excellent uh-huh. and is clearly one of the elite, but yet he gets it to come out with a hashtag people's prime minister. That's unheard of. And Mm. this is where our side wins is when we ally ourselves with the regular Joe who just is trying his very best for his family and his country. Sure. That's when we win. And Boris has has done that. Boris and Trump are doing that. Basic economics. You know, uh, for for me and some of the other listeners for which the talk of Brexit and Parliament and all of this stuff is a bit Greek and why even withdraw from the EU? Let's take a break. And when we come back let's do a basic primer of what is the what is the the EU what is the point of being in it what's the point of getting out of it Um, give us the sort of the brass tacks of this whole thing because I know there's a lot of people that hear the headlines but 
we don't over here, we don't even relate to the yeah, EU and what it is. So let's do a little bit of that. And I'm sure that's going to lead us into some pretty spicy conversations. After this word from Ed Hoffman, the man to go to for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM 590. AM 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office in this country, that of our listener, private citizens. You're going to, if you don't recognize this voice, uh, hear from the incredible, a real live investigative journalist, someone that really goes out to where the story is, captures it, brings it home, puts it in readable fashion for all of us to consume. We'll get into some of those things that she's been investigating, but she's in studio right now giving us the basics of what is going on in Europe and with Britain with this Brexit, as it's called. We understand Lexit, that's Latinos exiting the Democrat Party. We understand our our form of Brexit, which is, you know, blacks leaving the uh, Democrat Party. But Brexit. So tell us, the EU, that's a conglomeration of all the countries in Europe. It gets rid of borders so that there's no passports necessary when you're taking a train somewhere. What are the real reasons why the European Union was created in the first place? There was a sense that our countries on their own were not significant enough. We didn't have power on our own. We had this sense of being this kind of tiny, insignificant uh, group of nations, whereas if we worked together, we could have equal power play with Russia or with America. Not equal, but certainly we could become somebody that was uh, worthy at the table when supranational organisations were represented. The EU was set up and initially it was about kind of this partnership idea. We were sold, well, at least 40 odd years ago, people were sold this idea of its neighbours working together. It was kind of a cuddly idea. But what's actually happened, and bear in mind in my lifetime, even though I'm 45, I have never had until the referendum any say in Europe whatsoever. We were in 40 odd years ago. We were never asked whether we wanted to be part of it still. Or There's always been this movement and it's sped up as the years have gone by of ever closer union. You listen to the EU bureaucrats speaking, they'll always talk of ever closer union. And so before you knew it, this kind of neighbourly alliance between Spain and the UK and France and this idea that we're sort of a club and we work together became, and now we're going to have a common currency. Right. That, and that, that was not established in the very beginning. That was not part of anything in the very gotcha. beginning. And thank goodness for the UK, we said, uh, no, thank you. You didn't get into the But everybody, the people who scheme. did, right. it, it's ra- basically got them by the ankles and meant that they can't do well for themselves because they have to keep giving back to the EU. And it also stops them from dealing with their debt and deficits because of orders placed by bureaucrats in the EU. So the common currency came in. And then before we knew it, our borders were removed, Schengen happened, and we were told that anybody could go anywhere, anytime they felt like it with no control whatsoever. So that wasn't part of the original Not deal. Not part of the original deal. Wow. Before you knew it, we then had massive invasion of our territorial areas, such as fishing, uh, where now other countries come in and fish, I think, 12 miles out from our coastline. Our fishermen are going under because they can't simply afford to get the fish stocks they need, and half of our fish are going off to other countries. And then we had the imposition 
imposition of fishing quotas. Then we had the imposition of rules about how bendy our bananas had to be in supermarkets. No. I'm not joking. Serious? Serious. There's a rule in EU legislation about the bend degree of our bananas. So what I'm trying to say is then we had rules about goldfish and how big a goldfish tank had to be Stop for you to... It. I am not... Nuh-uh. This is 100% serious. I'm just getting us down to the level of the weeds. Right. But stepping back a little bit, the EU, <laughs> beca- the EU became... Another layer of government. It wasn't a co- uh, it, was, it, it wasn't cooperation. It wasn't even like, wasn't a even, collaboration. It wasn't even like the NATO alliance where nations have a, are alive, but there's no governing authority. It's become a new level of government right. that is not does not have to answer to the people at the ballot box because while there's a parliament that's elected, the real power is in the unelected commission. Absolutely, there is no democracy mm. in the EU. Then there's also a massive transfer of wealth. Thirty nine billion a pound goes to the EU from the British taxpayer and we only what? get I think yeah we we pay in to fund those I'm going to say it, idiots in the EU. We're paying to fund them whilst they sit there with their huge salaries and their bonuses and their tax-free income and their expenses. We're paying for those people. And British people just don't want that. We could spend that on our health service. We could spend that on our schools or our police. So eventually it just got to a point where, you know, once Merkel stood on the shores and said, we can do this. And she told all of Syria and all those other countries to come, half of Africa. She told them to come. Wow. When she did that, that really, that was the, that was the moment the referendum, which hadn't been called yet, was decided. That's when in our hearts we went, no, no German stands on the shore and tells us who's coming into our country. And that was the moment that we won the referendum because Angela Merkel destroyed our country and told us she was going to do migrant quotas and ship these people straight to our country. That's what she did. And that's the, that's the play out you've seen. The, the fall of ah. our countries has been at the hand of our Ger- a German woman after our grandparents fought two world wars. And so you feel the cultural tension there that went on. And that's why uh, the day that the 23rd of June 2016, when we voted to leave, for many of us, it was like a little war of our own, like we were fighting back for our grandparents and what they fought for before. It, there's a lot of emotion connected with leaving the EU. Interesting. Yeah, I can see why having someone in another country dictate to you who and what and how is going to come into your country, it's the end of sovereignty. That's you have you did you not have a sovereign nation anymore when that kind of stuff happens. Correct. And there's many, you know, we welcome uh, legal migration and Australia, Australian points-based system of the order that you might have here. You know, what a fantastic thing to bring talent from all over the planet and welcome it to your culture and it, sure. it integrate. That is not what we're bringing in. And not only are we bringing in people who are not educated to a high degree, who are young male military fighting age individuals who have a completely different religion and have no wish to integrate into ours. Not only that, but it turns out the British national has gone to the back of the queue. So if you're a migrant, you've been relocated close to a school, you're an asylum seeker, you get priority for British school places. Mums like me, we're at the back of the line with our kids, so we can't get school places for our kids. So it's not even that we were told who's coming. We were told we're now going to queue up behind them whilst we're paying for them. You can feel the level of anxiety and tension that's being driven into a country. Right. I mean, there's there's people in the EU, their their discussion, their talk about that they want to bring in hundreds of millions of people from the Middle East and Africa to basically replace the existing population of Europe. Yeah, they they created something called the Global Migration Compact. Anyone can look it up. It is a truly sinister document that basically says we will encourage and legally these nations will be obliged to uh, make to speed up migration. And they also had a meeting which people can find online too where they discussed making the words, you'll know this from New York, making any criticism of migration, any criticism of mm. migration, hate speech. And I believe in New York, Right now, you have a phrase you're not allowed to use, or you can have a penalty or a fine if you say the word illegal alien. Illegal. Right, if you say that word, you can be fined. Which is the which is the legal term in statute has been used in Supreme Court cases. Mm. And this is how they get us: is by creating hate speech from yes. normal speech. I yes. mean, how peculiar. Hate is the hate, accusing somebody of hate speech is 
got to be your last resort. If you have no legitimate argument, if you've got no no grounding in your policy, if you've got no logic behind your argument, the last thing you start doing is reaching for racism, hate speech, and this is, I mean, there's so many instances we've had in Minnesota. You recently had a Donald Trump rally where the mayor of Minnesota said, we don't want that hate speech in our, I mean, mayor of uh, Minneapolis. We don't want that hate speech here. Brigitte Gabrielle. Yeah, it's th- is it Thursday, the rally. Is it, what day is it say? Thursday. It's today. Is it today? Yes, I believe it's, it's today. today. It's tonight, yeah. yeah. So, and then you have uh, Mar-a-Lago uh, caving to the uh, care and to I mean there's so we could go on and on and on with the instances of 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 what this term has been weaponized in order to dominate the political landscape and just close down any resistance to sure. that to shut down any debate yep. I think it's you know something we talk about a little bit is we ended up at this point we evolved to this point where agreement is the kind of precursor to debate this notion that we have to agree in order to be able to have a conversation. And what I notice from people on our side, in particular, conservatives, Republicans, regular Joe, is that we're not actually that bothered about agreeing. We'd be quite happy here to right. disagree on something. We'd be all right about it. And no, we would state it. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, yes, we would. He's behind you. It, it's, it's just the other side won't allow these other opinions to be heard even. That's right. No, what, they, what they do is, is they set... Through these social controls, sometimes because in Europe there is no First Amendment like we have here. Actually, legal. I mean, you can be arrested for saying things uh, that are politically incorrect here. And I have been. But but, but it's, it's, it's to go. narrowly <laughs> limit the, the scope of, of permissible discussion. So, yes. yeah, you can discuss within this very narrow range, but we, the powers that be in the media and, and sometimes in the government, are going to control the, what, what, you're, what you're allowed to say, that range of discussion. Yes, and, 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 and it really affects our side as well, because I know many individuals commentate as soon as these mics would go off, not here, but elsewhere, you know, the mics go off and people will say, oh, I so agree with you, I just can't say. And so it's actually affecting our side as well. People see themselves as bold ambassadors for speech, but for them too, they have a line that they can't step over or they'll lose their Fox News interviews or whatever. It's, it's the silencing that happens all around. Right. You're an exception. Donald Trump is an exception yes. that is utterly is not going to be bound by what other people are going to say you can say. No. And I, for me, that's a, now become far simpler because when they take away all you have, apart from the things that are most important to you, like my children, my husband, my health, my children's health, uh, in the other order, my children's health, then my health. Sure. If you've got those things, they can't take away anything that truly matters to you. So they've come for my you know, they've come for all my jobs. I'm unemployable in the UK. I've been arrested. I've been interviewed under caution. I was threatened with uh, imprisonment last week by the same judge that went after Tommy Robinson. They've mm. come for my home. Um, they've come for my children. They've come for my head, a couple of jihadis. But my point is, I don't mind any of that stuff, actually, because when they take all that, I own nothing now. Um, they can't take anything else. And so it actually frees you up. You know, these people create people like me. The reason we have a million followers on Twitter is because there aren't many voices left like mine. And I don't speak for anyone, but what I can provide on Twitter is a platform for people to have their views heard or I can share things that are otherwise unsaid. And and that's a beautiful thing. And that's what we're part of here. I think you and Don and all of us are in this to show people they're not alone. You're not alone. If you feel isolated, you feel like you're the only one, you're not alone. There's many of us and we're right there with you. And if you need me to, to rock up and rally by your side, uh, that's what I'll do. Well, we do love it when you come over here because it gives us an opportunity to have you here in studio. You're going to be at the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. You were at the AFA conference. You spoke at the uh, Riverside uh, GOP, their annual Liberty Dinner. We get we get to spread you all over the place <laughs> so that uh, we can we can get a greater sense of what's at stake because you truly and I'd like to I'd like to dig into this in our next half hour. Give us a sense of what is at stake. What is going on in Europe that could potentially come here if we are not good keepers? Is of coming game. here. People, on, yes, it is is in the process of coming here. We're talking to Katie Hopkins. You can follow her on Twitter at at k the letter k the letter t Hopkins. KT Hopkins. Yes, she has a million followers. At the end of this program, let's get her up to two million, <laughs> shall we? We're going to take a break right now and be right back with Katie Hopkins on the United IE Radio Show. 
Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM 590. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We are pleased and honored to have in studio with us not only Don Dix, back from the secret underground bunker, but also the incomparable, the uh, <laughs> indefatigable. I'm at a loss for adjectives. You got <laughs> yeah. some good ones there. I was I was thinking yes, in my head, yes. what adjectives would you I be saying? You should go with like uh, somewhat average. I'm That's blank. just so funny. It's somewhat, it's somewhat, somewhat average. average no. Katie Hopkins. No. Can, I, you, can you describe? I got to tell you this before you. Uh, <laughs> okay. before, and, and I don't. I, I've had the opportunity to interact with a bunch of people over the last week, and I've you know, and I've said you know, gosh, I you know, ran into Katie here, there, and they're like, you can't believe I'm such a huge fan of Katie's. I'm so, I so love her. Everywhere, everyone I talk to, when I mention that, you know, you're actually here in Southern California, they're like, Aww. where? Where can Aww. I go see her? What's she doing? And so, you know, I've been directing, I was directing them to the uh, uh, Redlands Red Tea Party Patriots. Um, but yeah, I just, you you should know how um, respected and revered you are as someone who people know that not only are they going to be entertained, are you not entertained? <laughs> not only are they going to be entertained, but they're going to get a massive truth dose, and it's refresh. It's important, and it's refreshing. So well, thank you for all that. I'm sorry, Greg. I didn't it's going to set me off. Yes. Stop saying uh, nice things, boys. I come right. from we'll a try. place where people only say nasty things about me, so we'll try. hit me. So here's what she says about herself. She's described herself as Milo's mom, Milo Yiannopoulos. Mm. You have to see her hair to understand yes. that joke. The female Farage, Nigel Farage. I have better teeth and okay. breath. Uh, the, breath. An angry Ellen DeGeneres. But I'm not a lesbian. Okay. And the biggest bitch in Britain. That was given to me, a title given to me by and Mail you, Online. And you have, uh, you, you've adopted it for yourself. Be, be, <laughs> because, and, and the reason is because you tell the truth that other people do not want told. The powers that be do not want told. So that does not make you popular in many quarters. No, and I but also But it generates think... the popularity that Don was just talking about Aww. with the real folks. Well, it's really kind. But also it's sort of, um, a, those titles there are polite titles. I get called, obviously, much worse things. Mm. But they're sort of also a way of me saying, sure, I'll take all those titles. So you want to call me a racist, an Islamophobe, a bigot, a homophobe, a misogynist, a fattist, all the labels I get. And I'll say, sure, okay, I'll take those labels. Now can we talk about the point that I'm trying to talk about? Right. You know, because this is what they think. They think, oh, I'll give you a label and that'll shut you up. Well, no, let, I'll take that then. And then now can we debate the point? And so that's what that's a little bit about. But yeah, also poking fun at myself. Listen, we need to laugh a lot more on our side. We're yes. dealing with dark issues and difficult things. And I think laughter is actually a tool that our side has and does really, really well. We're kind of funny people because we're willing to laugh at ourselves. Self-deprecation. Turning yeah. back to something, a question that, that, that I've puzzled over a lot is if, an honest, when, if and when an honest history of this time is written, I think that the historians will puzzle themselves is how the ruling class across Western civilization, the United States, Europe, has turned 
it has produced the most freedom, the most prosperity, the most scientific advancement ever in human history, has now turned against their country, against their system, against their principles, and against their people. And it, it, I find it amazing, and I don't understand it. Yeah, it's, a, it's almost puritanical, isn't it? We're sort of doing that thing where we've become so brilliant and so excellent. We can have all these things really easily and efficiently. And now we have to regress. Now we have to make sure that we pay the third world to take over our country. Now we have to not use transport anymore. You know, the one great thing, of course, is that, that people on our side tend to be rather good at horse riding. So at the point that California <laughs> ends up just moving around on horses alone, we have a distinct advantage. And I come from a hunting background. So I'm, I'm kind of pro as well all these electric car people in california who no longer have power because there's a power outage <laughs> it's us that's laughing at you darling so uh, hooray for the petrol heads well there is a there is a method behind the madness of the left and that method has to do with the core concept of social justice we are responsible for the poverty in third world countries because over the course of Hundreds of years, we've stolen their natural resources, we've used them as slave labor. I mean, on and on and on. All these lies that have been perpetrated onto just a group of people that just excelled. I mean, the one thing about America is we drew, when when people know that they can enjoy the fruits of their labor, that their labor and, their fruit and, and the reward thereof is going to, to show up in their retirement account, and the harder they work, the bigger that retirement account can be, that unleashes a, a, a resourcefulness, a creativity, an industriousness that you just don't have embedded in other cultures. People come here because of that. Social justice is a prescription to drive that uh, those adjectives into submission and normalize and equalize everything across the world. We see it in even policy here in California. The words are used in our criminal justice system where we will let go uh, prisoners back into society. AB 109 was realignment. We, prisons are too crowded. BS, they wanted to put prisoners back on the street. And AB uh, and uh, sorry, propositions forty-seven and fifty-seven that reduced penalties for crimes because society is responsible for the crimes committed by criminals. Therefore, society can't lock those people up for these in uh, uh, completely inappropriate sentences. Society has to bear part of the responsibility, so we're going to let those people back out into society and let society deal with them. This is where we're at. I mean, even now in California, I don't know how how closely you followed our brand new governor, but he just signed a, a bill that prohibits schools from punishing the way that schools would normally punish by um, suspending students or expelling them. They can't be suspended or expelled now for their behaviors. They have to be kept in class. What is that going to do? That's going to tell those kids, you can do whatever the frick you want. And you get a get out of jail free card, but this is this is what I correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the the movement that's sweeping the the globe that was the reason for the EU to bring all of that into fruition and is coming here if we don't stop it. Yeah, absolutely. It's this sense that, you know, this one planet idea and so the destruction of all the things that we belong to, you know, the first thing we belong to is our family. Right. And the family unit is so critical. You know, I am a white Christian conservative married surprisingly mother of three <laughs> children under the age of no laughing from you naughties uh. no laughing i tell my husband he's my current husband to keep him on his toes but it's good um, yeah you don't want it you don't want one spouse to have too much power in a relationship this, is what, saying. this yep. is what we're saying but the point is all of those things make me kind of an endangered species where i come from mm. but this this push to rip apart the family unit to tell our four-year-old right. children's in our primary schools uh that two dads are the same as a mum and a dad that no dads is the same as is just as good as having a traditional family unit you know they're given books in schools where there's two penguin fathers 
raising a penguin chick. That's happening right now in British schools. Mm. British Here schools too. British schools are allowed to transition children without informing the parent. I had a, a mother crazy. A mother went to a parent teacher conference the other day and found out her daughter is now a son. The school transitioned that child uh, without telling the parents. And my point rather being, it's not that those things are happening. It means that the family unit is the initial thing we belong to. It's the thing we return to most easily. If something really upsetting happens, I need to offload it. Who am I going to ring? I'm going to ring my mum. You start ripping that apart. People look for something else to belong to. And the second thing we used to belong to after our family was a sense of community and country. And of course, you start ripping up communities. You, you know, one of our towns in the UK, Savile Town, it's not alone, 97% Muslim population. You try being a white person in that town. It's not about colour. It's very isolating and alone. Your community that you used to know has gone. And now we're not allowed to fly fact, factually accurate statement. We're not allowed to fly our St. George's flag, you know, the red cross yes. and the white background. That's now uh, been designated, which is this sort of let's subscribe this to hate speech. It's been designated as a racist symbol. So our own national flag has been designated as a racist symbol. Mm. So now you don't belong to a country anymore. And it's this idea they have that let's remove any sense of belonging to anything. And all you will want to do is look to your governments and look to supranational organisations and let them tell you what to do, which is that you can't have electricity, you can't have power, you can't have plastic, you can't use this car, you can't use diesel, and they start taking the stuff away from you that you used to have. It's deeply sinister, mm -hmm. but it's where we're, you know, we're further down a dark path than you are because we don't have a First and Second Amendment. We just banned someone from our country, a journalist friend of mine who's a, a lovely lady. Uh, we banned her on the basis of future hate speech as yet unsaid. You can be banned from England on the basis of future things you haven't yet said. And that is sure, surely coming here mm -hmm. at some speed. You've had venues cancelled recently for groups and organisations. I mean, you can feel the tentacles of this thing coming your way. Mm -hmm. And what breaks my heart is watching. We've just seen lot. I need to I need to push them amongst an American audience. I need to find a mechanism to do it. Watching these big New Zealanders, these big men hand over their weapons because mm -hmm. the government has a forced by back a service on weapons right now people have to hand in their weapons in new zealand it's they, upsetting wait, it's a buyback they never bought those weapons from the government no so the government can't technically buy them back no it's calling it a buyback it's a it's yeah. a, it's an illusion right they're they're confiscating weapons yes, in new zealand exactly now, I, I read that the the, the the turn in rate in new zealand has been low because the, there's no registration of it that they're basically most of the, the last majority of people that have these weapons aren't turning them in. And that's a hope. And I've read the same statistics as you, but I'm still, watch those cues of men handing over their yeah. weapons. And there's a side of me inside that's screaming, you know, screaming, don't do that. And South Africans will tell you there was a time after apartheid where they had to hand in their weapons. Those weapons are now back in the arms of their enemy that are fighting against mm -hmm. them. When the black gangs come for white farmers, they are bearing arms that were handed in during the apartheid years. Well, you know, there's been there's talk of doing a, quote, buyback here in America. And actually, I've, I've run a, a background check on the proposed buyer, the federal government, which is unstable, has a long criminal history. And is, is Clear gain, signs is, of is, mental health yeah, issues. Yeah, so, so, so I'm, I'm going I'm to have to, to uh, turn down that proposed purchase. Yeah, you're right. And we have to also blitz this word buyback. It is not a buyback. It, right. is, a, it is a handing in of your weapons. It is a... You know, it is a it is an absolute travesty against your constitution. This word buyback is, is just a it's a myth and we need to blast it we need to blast it away. How many countries around the world have a first amendment like <gasps> we do in America? That is a really good question and I don't know the answer and we're gonna need a listener or we're gonna need you need somebody to call in right now, 888-888-888. How many countries have a First Amendment? And how many is, is, is it real? For example, the EU has, a, has guarantees of freedom of expression. It's not enforced. In fact, it's just, it's just contrary to that. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's absolute. You know, when people talk of freedom yeah. of speech in the UK, I'm like, please don't even talk of that. They don't so, have it in Canada. You don't have a First Amendment. No. You don't have one in England. No, no. I don't know of any country that has a codified 
First Amendment, freedom of guaranteed freedom of speech like the United States does. The only place I can talk of the Second Amendment is places like the Philippines, where the guy comes out, the leader, and goes, <laughs> you see a druggie, shoot him. <laughs> but, and, you know, there, there's a lot of me that empathizes with that in a, in a kind of positive way. Yeah, he's 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 an interesting uh, he's an interesting character. Let's take a break here, and then, yeah. we'll, okay. then let's dive into her view of American politics. Oh. And yeah. after this word from All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock. On AM 590, The Answer. I'm back here with uh, Don and uh, Greg. And we're having a fabulous time in studio. Um, and we are talking about all the things I want to talk about. So I thought in this segment, what I'd do is ask the boys some questions. Oh, turn the tables. Okay. I'm turning the tables. All right. So Don, tell us, why were you late for studio this morning? I was late because I wanted to make sure that I, my wardrobe was internationally appropriate okay. for our guests. I, I, I needed to make sure that I had a poppy tie yeah. and that I was groomed properly. So it, it took me a little extra. Do you think you achieved that? I don't know. It's, it's beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. How yeah. do you behold it? I'm going to give you an eight. Okay. Out of ten. I like an eight. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty good. That is pretty good because I have no pretense of, of understanding what it is to put together an outfit, a wardrobe, or whatnot. I've got the components at home, and I mix and match, and I hope it turns out good. It and, turned out good. Tell me, what do you think about what's going on in America right now? Do you look around and feel, if you had to say, I'm hopeful, I'm positive, I feel uplifted, or the opposite of that, I feel doom laden and there's only darkness and perpetual darkness. Where are you in those two things? I'm closer to the latter. We are strategically losing, notwithstanding the election of Donald Trump, because the strategic factors of mass immigration and mass indoctrination in the government-run schools and in the uh, and in the popular culture are all operating against us. We're bringing in uh, legally a million immigrants a year, 80% plus of which will vote for the Democrat Party and socialism and to destroy all the principles that made our country great. And the same thing, we're not, we're not only graduating, not only leftist indoctrination, but we're turning out a incredibly dumbed down generation with no conception of the underlying principles that made this country great. So all those factors, notwithstanding that Donald Trump may pull out a victory in 2020, all of those trends, the strategic trends, are operating against us, and there is no one on our side that is saying, okay, what, these, that is prepared to step back, look, we need to address each of these trends if the country is to survive. Tell me, on a daily basis, do you think regular Americans are feeling like this, in tune to this, even if you know they're a Democrat and they're supporting this trend, or are most people just got their heads down, trying not to go anywhere near politics just to keep themselves sane? I mean, what's happening with regular Joe in California? What, what's I the deal on of, the ground? I think, I think that a lot question of them, was to me. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. You're, you're the eight. No fighting. No fighting, boys. <laughs> We're fighting over the questions of Katie Hopkins. Oh, me, me, choose me. It's my turn. It's my turn. I have we'll, children. I'm used to this. We'll, we'll, both, we'll both weigh in on this. I think that it is still largely a population that does not comprehend what is besetting them across the country. I think there are people that are starting to wake up. People are starting to uh, understand that the things that they have been told aren't quite what they've been told. And Donald Trump is largely responsible for that. He was elected as a disruptor. He's been doing disrupting. Um, but Jonathan Gruber, I often go back to this because I think it was a very transparent moment for a a, a, a policy architect and a bureaucrat at the time. Jonathan Gruber was the MIT professor that helped design Obamacare. 
And he was caught on, he wasn't even caught on video. He was willingly saying this as part of a presentation that he did, that the reason that Obamacare was able to be passed was because the American people are stupid. His word. I largely agree with that, although I would incorporate ignorant, the classical definition of ignorant, lack of knowledge. Um, but there, but we we don't we don't we don't when you examine what the curriculum in elementary schools is today when i was growing up we were taught in the second third and fourth grade about the declaration of independence the constitution the bill of rights we had to memorize the preamble to the constitution no longer is that taught instead you're taught gender dysphoria principles and squishy stuff about you know you're not taught the amazing gift that we've been given. So you don't have that built in already like I do from being raised in the time zone and the geographic location of Maryland, which was right next to D.C. So I don't think the American people are largely still aware, although I think that trend is reversing. And do you think there's a thing where um, our job, as much as we talk about these big issues and these big strategic plays and how uh, globally this is linking up what's happening in the UK is happening here, do you think we miss a trick often where we talk of these big things, these big uh, global issues, and we miss how do we get... Joe Bloggs to care you know how do we get Mm -hmm. Mr. Busy who's keeping his head down who isn't necessarily aware who needs to get to a shift on time how do we persuade him not only just to go to vote because that's an action but for him to care how do we how do we push what we do into people you know that this is always one of my kind of oh how do we do this better Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. there are specific issues that you can the people will, will, will glam on to. And one issue that we have here that has that has cross-party appeal through the average the average man and woman out there is the triple X sex education that they're pushing in the, in the California government-run schools. Yes. Where literally part of the curriculum is to teach children how to use vegetables as sex toys and to use dental dams to perform oral on anal sex. And lo and behold, there's a lot of nominally Democrat parents that don't like that idea of, of that being quote, immigrant taught, families too. To, mm. to the, so, so some of you, you can find a specific issue. Mm. But I think there's there's the, not on the, in a detailed sense, but a broader sense that things aren't working. It's, it's, it's going off track. And I think that was in part why Donald Trump was able to was able to win that and I think there's a sense that those the people there in Washington the ruling class the people are realizing they don't care about us and they're they're in it for them and they're in it to you know to for example Joe Biden I'm going to put my son on the board of that Ukrainian yeah. gas company at $50,000 a month and now it's just come out that he made $900,000 for lobbying for that country and that for that company and that's how the ruling class I think people are I think people are get, starting that. to get that so I, I, I think there's a combination of the happening. individual go ahead well I feel like so I went to Venice Beach the other day in Santa Monica to to spend some time with the homeless people there and I had this idea that if we put the ballot boxes or the voting booths at the end of Venice Beach so that people had to walk through Venice Beach in order to vote, that might be a really useful thing for conservatives because people would see that Democrats have systematically trashed, uh, you know, what what was glorious about those places. It it is trying to get people to see the damage being done, isn't it? About about the the slide and how it impacts us. As Prager says, the left ruins everything it touches. Their ideology is contrary. It's I mean, true. It's seductive, but it is contrary to human nature. The thing that Greg hit on there is when issues that cross party lines and ideologies begin to work their way into the collective consciousness, you tell parents in California that they have to abide by this regime of vaccines, of 79 different uh, vaccines, mm-hmm. and you end up with moms all across the state organizing. You tell homeschoolers that they're going to be regulated like they tried to do here after that dreadful Turpin case down in Paris, and then Jose Medina, an assemblyman, wants to regulate homeschoolers. You end up with 3,000 homeschoolers in Sacramento, the largest largest outpouring of citizenry in the history of this state because you're messing with their kids. And this is exactly the battle that we're seeing uh, and getting people, parents to understand that they you ask parents, are their rights to their children unalienable? 
ask them that question and most parents will say, well, of course. The reality is once they turn them over to government schools, the parental rights that they think that they have evaporate. It's really powerful this, you know, because this idea of speaking to parents, now we're not talking politics, now we're just talking about mm-hmm. parenting. And many of us share this thing in common, where many of us are parents. And this ability to move politics into parenting and unify people around right. what is right about parenting, I think is huge. We are coming up almost at the end of our, our time here. What would you like to, to say? Yeah, 30 seconds, you can stretch it to 45. Don't become like Britain. Do not fall as we have fallen. Stand up for your borders. Stand up for your flag. But most importantly, of what we've just said, stand up for your rights as a family because parents do know best. And if you vote as a parent, vote with your heart, I think you will vote for America. And I think that is the unifying message. We're all a lot closer than we think. We all believe in many things that we respect together. And, and people really out there just remember that you are not alone. We are many. And when we stand together, we stand strong. Thank you, Katie, for being on our show and everything you're doing for the cause of freedom in our country, your country, and the entire world. Tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite IE Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to, they're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.